welcome to the All About Relationships podcast, episode number 157. In this week's episode, Audrey wants to share with you some real points of what is the most loving thing we can do. And as you know with her, she has some stories to tell. What do you do with the emotion of peeved? When you've been peeved, what do we do? It's, and she goes into it this week. Now be present in our relationships. Listen deeply. Speak truthfully. Find that place of acceptance for one another. Forgive often. And remember, remember the true, the honest, the things that are just, the things that are pure, lovely, and good. These are healthy seeds into your future. And it's one of the most loving things you can do. And at the top of the podcast, I want to talk about kindness, that which holds our relationships together. So thanks for taking this love journey with us. We are your hosts, Bob and Audrey. Thanks for listening. Hello, friends. Here we are again. Last episode, we mm-hmm. talked about the most loving thing, and we decided that we did, definitely didn't get through everything we wanted no, to say. No, we didn't. So we now are on part two uh-huh. of this incredible question, what is the most loving yeah, yeah. thing I can do for everyone involved when something comes up, a struggle, yeah. ch- challenge, whatever that is? Yeah, yeah. Last week, I introduced a, a thought, uh-huh. and I think for many, they never really put the I two together. right. Okay. And the... One of the statements was basically this. Without joy, I don't think you can have true love. Yeah, there's just an element joy of joy. Joy is such a huge component in love. And byproduct. Yeah. And uh, yes, that is the continuum. Yes. So you're the object of my love, but not just that. You're the object of my joy. Yes. And there's that continuum, that mutual. That's the, the the very definition of a healthy, right relationship. The mutual sharing of life and love one with another, resulting in joy. And fulfillment. Mm-hmm. I just love joy because it doesn't mean it has to be happy, laughing kind of joy. It's that contentment and fulfillment and joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and the happy joy. It's all of the above. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all of our relationships go through so many seasons, don't they, you guys? Like yeah. I think of our kids and their ages and the seasons of life. And I think of our almost 40 years of marriage, yeah. Bob, and all the different seasons yeah. we've been through. And with each season, there is a transition. Yes, there is. You know, there's Absolutely. a transition period. Yeah. And it's like one rolls and it's not into like you the get other. The book. You don't get the, the yeah. book on how to do our relationship. Right. So if you're in transition, hang in yeah. there, you yes. know, and recognize, wait, I'm I'm going through. I'm yeah. not just gonna pray, God, get me out of this, but I'm gonna go through. Yeah. And the thing is interesting that I believe that this by the end of this episode, again, we're gonna talk about the most loving thing. But we're going to help you with your problem-solving abilities when it comes to people and connecting with people. But the funny thing about us is that we actually don't believe in problems. We think problems are really just a lack of understanding. Hmm. And so one of the first steps... You might have a difficulty, got right. it. Right. But if all we're seeing is each other as a problem, mm-hmm. now we got a problem. Yeah. And you know what else I was thinking about, Bob, just preparing for today mm-hmm. and our friends here, is that one of our first steps to understanding is to really get a bird's eye view and get a big picture and get ourselves out of the muck that we 
find ourselves stuck in the most recent offense or whatever that might be. Getting a big picture and saying, I want to just learn Mm -hmm. how to do the most loving thing or participate with the most loving thing for everyone involved. Yes, yes, yes. Because if I believe that love is just uh, the choice of making a sacrifice, you know, or feeling obligated, I'm going to miss the joy. If you simply choose to do the right thing for the benefit of another, I don't believe that that means you actually love that person. It means you're doing the right thing. (laughs) You're doing the right thing. There you go. Which might be a very loving thing. Right. But love, I I see it as, you know, just so big, you know, as a topic within the Bible. And it's used in so many, you know, different ways. But I believe that at the core of true love, as taught in Scripture, is this place of joyful sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And that's what we talked about, you know, last week. And there's a difference between sacrifice and joyful sacrifice. Joyful sacrifice. Like big difference, Bob. Yeah, yeah, Like that's a completely different Mm -hmm. posture. Yeah. Of doing something. So this week, I wanted to yeah. finish a particular thought. Yes. And I read Ephesians 4, and this is how we concluded last week. And it says this in verse 31, lay aside bitter words, temper tantrums, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, revenge, profanity, and insults. But instead, be kind and affectionate towards one another. Has God graciously forgiven you? Yes. Then graciously forgive one another in the depths of Christ's love. So that's Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. Now there, this really neat word there, and it's called kind, okay? But instead, be kind. And there is a translation for that out of the Aramaic that is that could very simply be this, be sweet. Oh, Isn't that yeah, nice? I love it. Just be sweet. You know how I feel you've, about sweet. You've met a sweet person. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, it's my preference. I love sweet, always. Imagine your marriage or your relationships being, wow, there's a really sweet couple. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And and sometimes I can almost hear, you know, as I say those words, it's almost as though I hear people saying, but that's weakness. You know, you're just being yeah. weak in this. But it comes from a, a, a real security of knowing who you really are and how loved you really, really are. You see, if I feel as though I'm losing, oftentimes I'm extremely insecure. So what I want to look at, you know, when I take a look at this kindness in relationship, it's simply this kindness makes each person feel cared for, understood, validated, and loved. Hmm. So I, I want to be an extremely kind person. You've heard my definition of it, and that is offering another person your strength while never reminding them of their weakness. I think that's profound. So in a relationship, if I'm going to be kind Mm -hmm. or tenderhearted or merciful towards another person, I'm going to then offer them my strength. And in my sweetness and in, in my strength, I'm going to begin to build a culture of respect and appreciation. Mm-hmm. So I want to encourage you as as I encourage myself, what type of culture, you know, do we want our home to be like? You know, how would others experience us? But then we're the architects, you know, of our future. I want kindness to be the mortar in the culture mm. as I build a healthy, right relationship. So when I do that, then what I'm doing is I'm scanning or I'm viewing and I'm looking to discover Okay, I I want to see what is right. 
rather than scanning or looking and wanting to find what is wrong. Right, right. See, I want my emphasis to be, and this is where I'm stacking it up, and, and in kindness, I'm looking to find the things that are right between us rather than the things that are wrong. And some people will argue with things and say, you know what, it's human nature. It's our negativity mm. bias that we're more sensitive to what's going wrong than what's going right. Yeah. And it's how we're wired, and it's a way to keep ourselves safe as people. Uh-huh. And um, that's a negativity bias that I'm just not interested in. Right. You right. know, you can tell me that's human nature, but I can say, well, I've got the nature yeah. of God. Like, yeah. let's just say it. And I just don't want I want to be sensitive to what's right. Right, right. And what's going well yeah. and, and be then, very focused on that. Right. And then when that happens, I really am secure. Yes. You know, I'm not a doormat. Mm-hmm. I get to be sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I, that's how I want others to experience me. Yeah. So then in, in my security, I can be very, very kind because what I'm looking for and discovering and making note of is what is right. Right. But if I'm insecure, then I'm scanning and I'm looking and I'm keeping record of what is wrong and I criticize. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm experiencing, you know, the destruction. And so this week in this podcast, we yeah. want to begin to look at the the most loving things that we can do yeah. as investments to show that kindness. and, and uh, deposits, you know, within the relationship. You know, I'm glad you really took that quick deep dive, which you did into kindness, um, because really, in some ways, it's really what's the most kind thing I can do. Mm-hmm. Like it's loving and kind. I think mm-hmm. that all the things that I was thinking about really bringing attention and shining lights on today have to do with kindness. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, it really is. It is well, that mortar. Well, the word mortar. picture that I have, it, yeah, the is mortar. exactly, I heard, is the mortar. Yes. I heard you, Bob, when you were yeah. saying mortar. We have building bricks. We have memories. We have times. Yeah. We have commitments. We have all these things between us. But the kindness being that mortar yeah. is what makes it strong. Yeah. Research is, has been done where they observe relationships and where kindness is, is there and present, yeah. Yeah. meaning I'm... I'm actually taking note of what's right with yeah. us mm-hmm. and and I'm complimenting, I'm appreciative of that. I'm noticing, you know, I'm making note of I'm yeah. using words, you know, yes. with that. Yes. The the success rate of the relationship goes through the roof. I love it. That to me is a person who has found and learned and and dis- and is continuing to s- discover the most loving thing they can do, the most kind thing to do. Yeah. And they're being proactive, not just reactive, because there's no way, if it is human nature to have that negativity bias, then it's going to take some proactive intention and focus to say, mm-hmm. no, I'm just choosing love. And, um, and life goes well when we choose love. Like when, whenever we, I think of our past, Bob, and where we've always, when we don't know what to do, we say, what is the most mm-hmm. loving thing we can do? Mm-hmm. And that tends to be such a safeguard yes, for it us. Yes, in our decisions and in our future. So, um, so yeah. So I have a, um, several things that I was thinking uh, to just add to this whole most loving thing. And the first one I had is, um, is dealing with myself when I'm peeved. Oh, wow. Yeah. Full on. Just going yeah, I there. I appreciate that. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, it's a loving thing that when you're peeved, Deal with yourself before you ever deal with anybody else. Okay. And um, recently I had a situation. 
Uh, you know I like to call those oh. situations. Oh, yeah, sure. Say it again. <laughs> I had a situation, and it had nothing to do with Bob, just to let you guys know. In Thank fact, you. it was somebody, not even necessarily a person that close to me, but it was just someone who I was associated with in the moment, in a transaction, mm-hmm. so to speak. And um, I found that... Uh, I notice uh, the one thing you can't change what you don't notice. The more that I start living proactively instead of reactively, I notice when a negative emotion comes in because I don't want to live by default. So when I have a very um, unwelcome emotion, like feeling peeved, mm-hmm. I definitely notice it as a pit in my stomach. And so I had the luxury of time where I'm thinking, I'm not going to spend my day hoping that this feeling of peeved will just wear off as time goes on. Now, don't get me wrong. It probably would have worn down as more activities took place and I could ignore it and go on with my day. But I kind of wanted to face it head on Mm. because I didn't want to waste it any minute of my day. Mm -hmm. And I also just didn't feel like giving it attention and giving it any more minutes than Mm -hmm. it needed to have. Yeah. Well, when you forgive... Yeah. You know, recognize this. What you're doing is, and you've heard this, we're choosing out of hope to really process life differently. Yes, exactly. So if you're peeved and all you do is... Hope it'll go away. Well, but submerse it or, or, you know, bury that pain. Yeah. That pain is buried alive. Yes. And so when you meet that individual or you do another transaction with that individual or something like that happens again, this is what's happening. Now we're compounding. Yep. And we're stacking these up. Stacking up the peeves. That's that's it. And, and then, then you get pe- peeved really easy. You think, okay. <laughs> if you're wondering why you get peeved right. easy, it's because you could probably got a stack of them. But um, so I had got this feeling. And so the first thing I did was realize, yes, there was an injustice. And yes, I was hanging on to my rights. And I was probably had, a, I probably had justification and all that. So that is true. However, I knew that this was not going to serve me well. And so I remember, I just thought, you know what, God, I don't want this feeling. Mm -hmm. And I know that resentment actually blocks everything to do with connection Mm -hmm. with people. And you say, well, this person wasn't a close person, Mm -hmm. but it it blocks my connection with my day. It blocks my connection with God's plan for my day resentment blocks. I just, I really believe resentment is a huge blockage in the flow of good things. And so I understood that I had to understand that there is no loss when we hand things over to God. It happened to involve a loss that I felt was taken from me. And so I said, you know what, God, there's no loss because when I can take the resentment out of this, you can return what the locust has stolen. Like you can, you can return, you can redeem, you can find ways to reward me where I wasn't rewarded. You can find ways to appreciate me when I feel unappreciated in this particular transaction. And so I just started dwelling on the kingdom way. And I, I said the big picture at the beginning of this podcast, in the big picture of things, this isn't a big deal. But in this moment, I just want to get back to see the big picture of God's my rewarder, God's my provider, and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, I actually took this peeved and this feeling of being peeved, and I pretended it was in my stomach, and I just grabbed it out, held it in my fist, and made a very intentional vocal, using my mouth, said, you know what, feeling of peeved, this offense towards this person, I don't want you, I don't need Mm -hmm. you. 
and I'm just sending you away. I, you're, I don't want you in my day, never mind in my life. So I sent it away and uh, I started to smile and I started to see the joy set before me for doing this. And it was interesting. I believe, I think of it like that was this morning. By the end of today, I have had such a great day. And good. I don't think it good. would have been quite as good if I would have just let mm-hmm. peeved be part of it. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was more loving for everyone else. Yeah. Even though you weren't involved in yeah. my feeling. No. You didn't have to mm-hmm. be with me in a mood of feeling right, right, peeved. Right. So I think it was most loving for the person, for me, for you, mm-hmm. for everyone involved. The most yeah. loving thing I could do, because that's the title here, the most loving thing I could do was deal with myself Yes. when I'm feeling peeved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, again, this is the place of freedom that we're looking for. Yeah. All right. We want to be free in our relationships. So what's the most loving thing I can do is actually deal with me. And when I deal with me, I get to be free. Does this other person have to know what went on? Oh, Not at all. Well, in Not fact, I gave this, that person a very to, loving response. Right. But what I'm actually dealing with is the motivation of my heart. So good. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Another most loving thing I can do mm-hmm. is to be present. And I know you've probably heard this yeah. and you've seen memes about it or whatever, mm-hmm. but to actually put your phone down and focus fully on the person yeah. in front of you. Yeah. What a gift. Yeah. Texts and emails will be there later. Mm-hmm. The person in front of me won't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I tried calling you the other day. Yeah. And your phone was on silent. It wasn't yeah. working. Right. That's because you're ha- chatting with Christopher a few days ago. Yeah. He took your phone and shut it off. On you and put it on silent because it was a distraction. Yeah, you weren't present. Yeah, and he's just like, "Mama, I want your attention." So he actually, while he was visiting, he he took my phone and did something with it. He put it on full on do not disturb, (laughs) like permanently. And I was like, "How do I turn off?" I mean, Robert was helping me turn it off. But good point. So being present is, is 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 key, and I think you're hearing that. Yeah, and so. And so right away, you're thinking of the other person. Mm -hmm. And what you want to do is take their device and take their life and say, I want you to be present with, well, I get it. Mm -hmm. But what I want you to do is create a safe, friendly environment that you can invite them into. You see, this is what you want to create rather than, again, looking for what's wrong. Yeah. Okay, this is where with sweetness, yeah, you know, there you go, Bob. Yep, yep, there's the sweetness. This is where we're gonna find this kindness here. Yeah, yeah, because I I recognize, yeah, people can be on their devices way too much, right? And you might have and screens on. Say, you might have this. Can and I that. also say that distraction, I'm, distraction, distraction? Yeah, please. Just the way I am, I'm likely not doing something frivolous. I do very little frivolous stuff on my phone. I'm usually doing business or something. Like I'm quite. Oh, and that makes it okay. Exactly. <laughs> you just, that's when you were just going to say, oh, but mine isn't frivolous like yours. I'm not playing a game. <laughs> I don't play games. <laughs> I'm not just checking the internet for something. No, um, no, but seriously. Yeah. 
Thank you for calling me on. It doesn't matter. No, but no, no. What we're doing here is making <laughs> an invitation to be sweet to one another. Right. And you know what? Read the room for goodness sake. Yeah. I mean, of course I've got to get on my phone and do my stuff. We there all we live. Go. Our phone is our office. I get it. Okay. You know, except. Let's jump to the next one, babe. We're going to run out of time. Oh, again. okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll read the room. Move on. Move on. <laughs> I think everyone's got it. Okay. And their blood. Okay. But I doubled. Their, their temperatures are rising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I double dog dare to actually hide your phone from yourself for a couple hours a day while you're with your family okay. or something. Okay. Since we're talking about okay. this. Okay. <laughs> I guess oh we're lengthening gosh. this one. Tell me. All right. So let me let me get really religious or super oh spiritual on this gosh. one. Oh, my gosh. All right? Sure. But this is something you could do. Take a Sabbath from it. I love the word Sabbath. Isn't that a great word? Uh, Take a rest. Oh, that sounds awesome. Put it away. Lock it up. <laughs> no, no, no. But have a mutual agreement and just say, hey, let's let's do this for the next six hours. I love that idea. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I know that when, you know, people come here, you know, for an intensive, they, it's a their big phones day, are gone. Yeah. And most of them very will honor it and put it away. I'm not going to force so. them. No, I won't even ask them, but most people know the but sacredness of their intention. Yeah. Well, then they're valuing the moment. Yeah. That's here true. we go. That's very good, Bob. Okay. The another way that one of the another most loving thing you can do in situations is listen. This really goes with it is to listen deeply. Mm-hmm. So when someone's talking and you've heard this, but I don't care, we're going to say it again. What your warmth, the expression on your face, you're moving towards someone who's talking, your feeling of understanding is expressing kindness and consideration. So when someone's talking and visiting, and sometimes it might not be interesting to you, or sometimes it might be someone expressing pain and it's hard for you to absorb it. Imagine yourself like a sponge, an actual sponge, and their words are just soaking in. You guys probably know by now, I'm such a visual person, but if you see yourself like a sponge, then you're not as apt to react to what they're saying and plot about Mm -hmm. what you're going to say next or collect advice that you can't wait to tell the person. But to listen completely with the primary goal of understanding Mm-hmm. And being there as a sponge. Mm-hmm. I love the sponge. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the British baking right. show, the sponge. the sponge. I love the British baking yeah, show. Yeah. But I, this comes to a, a phrase that yeah. people use, and it's emotional intelligence. Oh, nice. You know, just having words or phrases, because what you're talking about is being present. Yeah. And as you're present, you know, you begin to ask really good questions. Okay. Again, yeah. we don't have a problem. We just simply have a lack of understanding. Right. Okay. So rather than just going into this land of guessing and presuming what you think the other person is about, okay, let's, you know, let's turn, turn it down a bit. Let's put our devices away. Let's sit down and actually have a conversation. Yeah. But as you're being present, you know, could you tell me more about that? Yo, tell me more. Just tell me more about that. The magic three words. Let the other person know that you're actually hearing them. Tell me more about that. Okay. Be able to repeat the, you know, statement back to them. Yeah. You know, because then what you're doing is you're demonstrating that you understand, you know, what they are saying. Yeah. And then very simply, here's a dangerous one. Ask them, so how do you feel about that? Yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay. And then, you know, if they tell you, you know, just ask them, well, tell me more. Let let them exhaust themselves with it. Yeah. 
And here's taking it to a whole nother oh, level. Oh my gosh. Where are you going now? I'm not sure what's wrong. Could you explain the problem? <laughs> <laughs> now don't do it in sarcasm. <laughs> don't do that. But you know, to you're inviting them in. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And always compliment one another. Yeah. You know, you, you, you can always find something to compliment the other person about. I love that. Yeah. And um, here's, here's another one. Yeah. Uh, if if you're looking for the other person's engagement, yeah, to just, listen better, yeah, just simply say this: I'd like to have your input on this. Oh, I'd love your, and I love the word advice. I'd yeah. love some advice. Yeah, or your input on input. it. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one, Bob. Right, and, and again, I understand. <laughs> They're like, oh no, I get way too much of their input. You know, I'm yeah. trying for them to hear me. Mm-hmm. I get it. Again, we're working things out here we're, in, in the most yeah, loving manner we can. We're figuring out some good rhythms. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The next one is to accept um, the people. The most loving thing you can do is accept the person you're loving. Accept them fully without getting indifferent. I find that we have been talking about this land of acceptance, honey, this 100% acceptance with even when there's not approval. That's one of the main things we talk about mm-hmm. with people in relationships with our kids. Yeah. Their husbands, their wives, and their and there's yeah. And I was speaking with someone recently yeah. about this on this point, and, yeah. and I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I understand. But here's the danger: is that sometimes you can be so accepting. Yeah. And I'm throwing up some air quotes here. Yes, I you see You can them. be so accepting, but then what you're doing is you're just hardening your heart exactly. and becoming indifferent towards the other person exactly. because simply I don't care. Yeah. Now I, I, I I've stopped care. caring now. Right. Okay. That's not healthy. And it feels like it's like a false counterfeit acceptance. Well, it is. And you're saying, well, I'm just going to accept that. I won't, I won't, I won't talk against it. I won't speak my opinion. Yeah. I'll just be quiet. I'll just shut my mouth and you can have your way. But meanwhile, your heart gets harder mm-hmm. and harder and harder and you get indifferent. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I accept you fully, and I'm not going to counter that with anything. I'm just going to stay silent. That's a hardening of heart. So when it comes to acceptance, 100% acceptance, remember, we're talking today about the most loving thing, but we're also talking about kindness today. And what I want to really keep in mind is the foremost thought right now Mm -hmm. is the most loving thing, is the most kind thing. And so 100% acceptance means I will keep my soft heart towards you because in acceptance this this is again what you want to communicate really from the depths of your heart is that you belong yes you see then i'm keeping my heart soft towards you Mm -hmm. because you know i may not approve of everything that's going on you know within your life but you're accepted and you belong and i don't want you going anywhere and i'm devoted to you and i'm not going anywhere exactly now this next one, the most loving mm-hmm. thing is just to forgive often. Mm-hmm. Forgive often. Yeah. Make it a, just a thing that you just yeah. forgive easily and often. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I was thinking about it's that. not that we're not going to have a, a I was moment peeved, of truth, and I was peeved this yeah, morning. Yeah. But we can, you know, I but can you speak often. truth in yeah. love, hundred percent truth, hundred percent love. Yeah. But I again, I'm dealing with me, and as mm-hmm. I deal with me, yeah. I'm always making space for you. Yes, and I take every perceived slight offense, and I'll just put it through that 
the the mercy lake, so to speak, mm-hmm. before I go to sleep each night, make sure there's yeah. nothing hanging on there. Yeah, because again, forgiveness is one of the greatest gifts I give myself. Yes. And it's not that, you know, you're just, you know, turning a blind eye and, no. you know, letting a, a person, you know, just off the hook and right. it, it doesn't matter. No, it does matter. Yes. But again, I don't want to have an angry, resentful, bitter, revengeful heart. Exactly. Remember um, years and years ago, we've had a friend for many, many years. Her name is Lois Burkett. Mm-hmm. And she's um, crossed over to the other side by now. But the thing that she used to always talk about was daily dealing and that just always stuck with me because yeah. it just has a ring to it. Like yeah. daily deal. It's one of our episodes. It is. Forgive we did often. do that. Did yeah. we? Yeah, I love we did that. a daily deal. Okay, good. Daily deal. Forgive mm-hmm. often. But I just think that's the most loving thing we can do is forgive often and easily. And um, another thing that we can do that's most loving is actually use our voice to appreciate. Appreciate yeah. vocally. Vocally appreciate. So I'm going to let you know how much... Hmm. I appreciate you saying those beautiful things to me. Compliments. I admire. Encouragement. I notice. I love your passions. Mm -hmm. I love how you parent. Today I was able to do that. I saw a a long lost relative today, Mm. and she was a new mom. And I looked her in the eyes, you're such a good mom. And I could tell she just said, really? Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I love I love that- doing that on planes. You know, oh, that's yeah. That's <laughs> one of the hardest ones, parents with children on planes. Yeah. I always let them know, you're doing great. Yeah, yeah, our daughter and son-in-law, Janelle and Daniel, they're actually on a trip to Utah this weekend for Daniel's birthday. And she texted me and she goes, she's so mom, you know, having a, a baby when they're a baby is easier than having a toddler who's learning how to walk. Yeah. And I said, we remember we used to travel the world with little Robert. He'd want to walk up and down that aisle of the plane, like all the yeah. time. So I guess Clementine wanted to do a lot of walking. And yeah. so she had to stay tight in the plane. But, you know, <laughs> you know, when you see a parent doing yeah. a great job, stranger or someone you know well, mm-hmm. Encouraging. Amazing. I love that I have a very genuine gift in encouragement. I just do. I always have. And I love using it. It's a spiritual gift to just encourage. So um, a loving thing to do is to encourage and compliment and actually use your voice to do it. And um, another way to a loving thing that we can do is to remember. Yes, remember each other's birthdays and occasions and remember, but keep I, when I say remembering, Bob, I was just thinking of just keeping memories alive that were really fun. Like talk about good times and remember. I remember when I felt super loved by you. I remember mm. that when you did that kind thing for me. I remember when um, we really connected. You know, those kind of things to talk about remembering is I, ju- I just love remembering. And then the last one I think I'll just talk about today the most loving thing I can do is just, this is a good way to say it, just love anyway. You know, even if, if, you're, if you're in a stubborn, moody, or judgmental mood, just love anyway. Even when the other person's being moody and judgmental and stubborn, just love anyway. And I just love that thought to just love anyway, even when the person around you isn't the best version of themselves. Or even when you're not the best version of yourself, you can still choose to just love Anyway, because, you know, we have to navigate challenges. We have to navigate Mm -hmm. news. We have to navigate the stresses of life, whatever they may be. Mm -hmm. But when we just love anyway, um, I just feel like these are moments where we can just love ourselves and love others because that's what I can do is the most loving Mm -hmm. for 
everyone mm-hmm. involved yeah. because life really is about people and life really mm-hmm. is about love. Yeah. And just recognize that what you're doing here is you're exercising or you're um, developing the capacity of your heart for love. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're creating you know, a larger or expanding your space for others. As you experience the extravagance of the Father's love and his mercy and his grace and his love towards you, as that becomes more and more of your experience in reality, then all of a sudden you have that for others. And then you make way for them. You make a way for them. Because again, you love what you value and you value what you love. And when you said that, Bob, I just can't help but think of that most obvious thing. You can't give something away that you haven't already mm-hmm. got. And my, as I'm thinking about you, as you're listening to this podcast, I, my hope, prayer, dream for you this moment is to experience the reality of God's love for you. Yeah. You might have heard about this before, but people say, I have a God-shaped hole in my heart that only He can fill. But I'd like to say this to you. God has a U-shaped hole in His heart that only you can feel because you're that important to him. And as you receive his love and experience his love more all the time, just enjoy him, love him, hang out with him. And as you do, you're going to be so full of love that all these most loving things you can do are just going to come from a natural overflow Mm -hmm. of how loved you are. Mm Just realizing, you know, being the apple of his eye. Yeah, exactly. Just a smile. I, I just allow yourself to experience the smile of God on your on your life today. Yes. You know, not angry, not upset with you, not nope. disappointed, but he loves you. Yeah. And uh, he has given his very life. He sacrificed his life. With because so there much was joy. So much joy. <laughs> exactly. You see, I think you're getting that. I, I think am. you're getting it. I'm figuring and, that you know, one out. Which is so much joy. And so again, as you're remembering, as you're looking, as you're making place, you know, for others. Um, as they belong, you know, within your heart. There's a greater capacity within you for them. And that is realized as you experience the Father's love for you. So find ways to turn up the truth in your life. And Mm -hmm. Audrey, as you said it so well, and deal with your peeved heart. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just, if you're a little peeved, just deal with it. If you heard anything today. Just deal with it. I think think we underscored that one pretty good. Did we? Okay. It happens. Peeved happens. But you know what? I believe you're loved and you're gonna you're just really gonna do the most loving thing. And we're supporting you in our hearts. We're with you. We'll see you next time. Thanks everyone. Bye-bye.